Hey everyone, it's Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for joining us. In a little bit, we are going to unpack last night's wild State of the Union speech in Washington, including a conversation that we're going to have with Dr. Rob Davidson. He is the Michigan physician who confronted Vice President Mike Pence over health care cuts in a viral video. You're really going to want to hear that conversation, but we're also going to talk about what happened during the speech. The, uh, the inability of the president to shake the speaker's hand or the unwillingness of the president to shake the speaker's hand, and then the speaker's decision to tear up the speech in front of the president. Things we have never seen before in Washington. We'll talk with Dan Kildee, uh, representative from Flint, about what he saw and what maybe is coming next. But first, Michigan has long failed to make sure that people who can't afford their own lawyers get fair representation in court. Back in 2013, Republican and Democratic lawmakers came together to try to fix that problem. And now there's an infusion of state dollars coming into Wayne County to help address these issues. The county has turned to a group called Neighborhood Defender Service to help steer these efforts. Joining us now to talk more about what is going on with Defender Services here in Wayne County is Wayne County Executive Warren Evans. Warren, welcome back to the studio. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Shante Parker. She is the Managing Director of Neighborhood Defender Service here in Detroit. Welcome to the studio. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah. Thank you. So let's start by talking about why this is such a big issue uh, here in Wayne County. Warren Evans, uh, tell us what goes on right now with public defense in in Michigan's largest county. Well, I'm happy to say I think it's uh, significantly better now yeah. that uh, Neighborhood Defender Services uh, are handling cases. The way it works uh, historically in Wayne County is 75% of the, the indigent uh, consul cases uh, are handled uh, through judge selections, uh, and 25% are handled by uh, previously the Defender's Office, now uh, the Neighborhood Defender Service. And uh, it's been my strong feeling, having been in this business for a long, long time, uh, that uh, there needed to be uh, more focus on the cert- not only the defense of indigent folks, but the services that go along with that defense mm-hmm. uh, and the, an aggressive nature. Uh, I mean, it's, there can be nothing worse than being uh, accused of a felony and not having an aggressive pursuit uh, uh, of your defense. And, you know, I've long felt, and I don't mean it disparagingly, that uh, it's very much of an assembly line historically. If you look at, you know, 100 felony cases that may occur, about 93% of those plead guilty. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure that 93% of them are guilty. uh, And that the, the causes for the pleading of guilty, I see more and more now as well, I'll plead guilty if I can avoid jail, right. uh, as opposed to when I was a kid, I'm not pleading guilty because that's going to ruin my opportunities to do this, that, and the other thing. So I, I think this is a step in the right direction. I think it's a very credible uh, group of people. We're very glad to have them uh, and very glad that the state kicked loose a little more money so we could uh, could do more with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shante Parker, you guys have been working now in Wayne County for a bit. Give us a sense of what you walked into, uh, and how things have changed since you've been there. 
Yeah, so, you know, I think the, the Sixth Amendment Center, which is a national policy shop that looks at indigent defense across the country, um, did a really good job of taking a look at what we were walking into. What they found was there was a culture um, that lacked resources but also lacked those fundamental values to ensure that everybody who uh, came through the system got the best possible defense. And so we were really excited for this opportunity to come into this community um, for several reasons, one of which, um, when we were founded in Harlem over 30 years, 30 years ago, to be exact, this year, uh, one of our founders, now our current executive director, is also a local Michigander, Rick Jones. So the opportunity to come to uh, Detroit and Wayne County and bring this model that we've been perfecting for 30 years was really exciting. Mm -hmm. And one of the values that really um, enlivens our work is tenacious advocacy. And so when Commissioner Evans, I'm sorry, Executive Evans was speaking about, um, you know, needing that aggressive representation, that's one of the values that really underpins what we do every day. Yeah. We never give up. And so we put the full amount of resources um, and our whole team into making sure that folks who are represented by NDS get the best possible defense. So, so one of the things that I've heard uh, from people from time to time about this is, it's expensive to give people good representation, and and we shouldn't be spending resources on that when we have so many other things that demand financial resources. What, what's your answer to that, the, the, the money question? Yeah, you know, I think it is, it's important that our justice system is fair for everyone. The Constitution guarantees it, and so whatever we have to do to provide that, we ought to do because that's our obligation as citizens. But what we know is that our system isn't fair, right? That those with access to financial resources don't get the, the same representation and see the same system that those without financial resources get. And so we believe as public defenders that it is our job to demand that the system give um, everyone um, the same kind of experience and be fair, mm -hmm. right? And so you're going to be spending those resources in some way, right? And so um, we certainly want to be smart about those resources. But we, what we found is that when people get robust representation, um, they're less likely to come back to the system, especially the way that we approach the work, which is from a holistic place, not just looking at the case, but looking at our clients as whole persons. What are the reasons why they may have come into contact with the criminal justice system? And I think on the whole, you'll see, um, you know, the dollars are better spent on defense. That's our obligation <laughs> from the Constitution. Right, right. Um, and just one, one example of that is that we've, we're seeing a 30% dismissal rate with our cases since we began um, which, which means that a third of the cases that we get are getting dismissed because mm -hmm. we're providing that robust representation. So I think it's money well spent. Yeah. It's also cheaper to provide good representation than it is to have somebody housed in jail who doesn't belong there. That's I mean, That's right. one of the things that, uh, that happens a lot here in Wayne County. Uh, Warren, I wonder if you can put this in the, in the sort of greater context of, the criminal justice issues that we face here in, in Southeast Michigan. It's not just representation that's a problem. We have lots of other challenges. Yeah, and the challenges uh, start to cost more if, you, if you're if you short on the front end, mm -hmm. uh, as Sean Page has said. I mean, you know, uh, the the jail cost and the, and the cost to reputations, the cost to your energy to move forward, the cost to – there's so many social costs. Uh, for people that don't get, and and, and and part of it is the, you know, the whole issue of being a good citizen. I, you don't think about 
being actively involved in uh, your community and other things if you figure your community's got its foot on your neck and it's grinding it. And so, I mean, there are just so many uh, hidden costs that can be avoided if we pay a little more on the front end. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's very, very important, very important. Uh, we're also building a new jail here in in Wayne County, and it seems to me that this this issue relates to th- that one as well. There there are a lot of people who say, "Why are we building a new jail? We need to be keeping people out of jail." Uh, that's not an either or proposition. I feel like both of those things need attention. The the jail is a facility issue more than anything else. But then you also have this issue, which is. Who's there? Who belongs there? And who does not? Yeah, and I think we're uh, we're trying to look at it holistically too, in terms of uh, of the county. We need jails. Unfortunately, I wish we didn't. We have three now. Uh, when this one's constructed, we will only have one. Uh, it will be built much better. Uh, it will be uh, uh, far more conducive to helping the prisoners that are there uh, and helping to protect them also uh, Mm -hmm. because we take on that responsibility when they do come to jail. Uh, And so, uh, you know, we see the facility as being significant. We're also reducing the population significantly. There's always been talk about, you know, how many beds do you build? I mean, the first thing I would say is we had to make those decisions two or three years ago. Uh, People have suggested that, you know, criminal justice reforms might lessen the number of beds that are needed. We've already reduced the number of beds by about 700. And what people need to understand is you always want vacant beds in a place that will allow you then to do the preventive maintenance, to do those things that destroy facilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like a hotel. Uh, And so we would like to have 200 beds available every given day uh, that are not utilized so we can do the plumbing, repairs, maintenance, and those sorts of things to keep it uh, a healthy institution. So I think, we, I think we did it right. I don't think we were geniuses. I just think we, uh, we did our homework uh, the right way, uh, and we see a much bigger picture than just institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I, I, I think we're on the right track. I think we're going to have a much better holistic system uh, when the, the new facility is done. Yeah. Uh, Shante Parker, talk about the history of Neighborhood Defender Service. This is new here, but mm-hmm. it's existed for a while in New York, right? Yeah, we have a rich history in Harlem. Like I said, we were founded 30 years ago in 1990. And it, a really interesting thing happened. A group of public defenders who were doing traditional work in offices in the city came together and began asking questions about what it would look like to have a system, an office where people aren't just cases. And so they asked questions about how they could be community-based, how they could see their clients as whole people, and how they could center the client in the case, not be case-centered or not be lawyer-centered. And they were able to get some funding and create an office right on the the, um, main thoroughfare in Harlem, 125th Street. And we've been there for 30 years, really pioneering and um, perfecting this model of holistic representation have grown substantially to over 100 staff there. And so we're really excited that we were able to bring the model here to Detroit. We've got 53 staffers here uh, and growing and still hiring um, because we believe in the model and we've seen that it's been working. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now we're beginning to think about what does it look like for us to be community-based in Wayne County? 
And, you know, interestingly, what we're seeing is that most of our clients are coming from the zip code with the highest eviction rate here mm. in Detroit, 48228. So we're thinking about what is what is the, the connection there right. and how can we better service those clients? How can we go to where they are and give them what they need? Um, so it's been a real joy to see this model grow and flourish with folks from Wayne County fighting for and advocating for their fellow citizens. Yeah, I mean, that's an important connection mm-hmm. to make this idea of poverty and the drivers of poverty connecting to criminal justice uh, and the idea that if you want to fix the criminal justice system, you really do have to pay attention to these other things. You do, yeah. They're intimately connected. I mean, when we talk about cost, um, you know, there are so many unseen costs that come out of communities where you see the most uh, arrest rates, incarceration rates. You know, family members have to pay for jail visits, pay for phone calls. There's time off from work that they're missing by coming to court appearances and rep- and staying there with loved ones. And so those are all the costs that we want to make sure that people are aware of because that's addition to just the human cost of families being separated by incarceration. Yeah. Okay, Warren Evans, County Executive here in Wayne County. Always great to have you here on Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, and Shante Parker, Managing Director of Neighborhood Defender Service here in Detroit. It's great to have you here as well. Lovely to be here. Thank you. All right, up next, we're going to talk with the Michigan doctor who was featured in that viral video recently confronting Vice President Mike Pence about planned cuts to health care. And we are going to talk about the wild happenings in Washington last night as President Trump delivered his fourth State of the Union address. Stay with us on Detroit Today.